What up, podcast? Uh, checking in here to give a little update on the business. First off, podcasting is extremely difficult because you're just talking to dead air, but I've got a little update on how things are going. It's been quite a while. I've been hustling this odor-eliminating business for quite some time, and I met up with a plumber last week that does a lot of hydro jetting. That's what my service eliminates the need for. So you'd think that would be a competition thing, but they seem to hate hydro jetting as much as anybody else. So anything that can eliminate the need for it that they can make a profit on, they're excited about. So thank God for that connection. He made, he reached out to a guy that owns a restaurant and they're willing to let me try it. So that's big news. And the Port Arthur water treatment facility. I had something scheduled last week, but I, my guy couldn't come in for that. So we had to reschedule, but it's not rescheduled yet, but I'm waiting for a call back on that. So just a little update. I'm out. What's up podcast. I know it's been a while. Podcasting is extremely difficult for me, but I must, I must find my voice. And I'm going to start with my Epiphany Bridge story here in a day or two when I get when I get it all edited up. But I figured I'm working on a phone script, not a phone script, a video sales letter script for my professional sanitizing for churches. So I've got a, a testimonial from my pastor and he gave me a referral and I think I will be doing his sanctuary, the referral sanctuary next week. And he said, he'll give me a video testimonial and a referral. So I'll have that for my video sales letter page. I've got my sales letter written pretty much my email teaser, but I need to record a video of me explaining the service that I provide. So I've got a script for that, and that's what I'll be reading into this podcast. My name is Stephen Williams. My company is Smells Like New. We are a professional sanitation company. We specialize in disinfection, biohazard, mold, or anything air quality related. Many people don't realize the damaging effects traditional forms of sanitizing have on air quality due to harsh chemicals. So we use a two-part cross-activated hydrogen peroxide formula. It's green-sealed, biodegradable, and kills the virus instantly without toxic chemicals while actually improving air quality. However, whenever you sanitize, you not only kill off bad, but also the good microorganisms. This actually leaves the treatment area more prone for reinfection. It's kind of like when somebody gets chemotherapy or radiation. After the tumor or cancer is killed off, the patient has to take probiotics to restore their immune system. And that is exactly what we do with the second step of our three-step system. We apply a full layer of probiotics to restore a healthy environment to your sanctuary. And step three is our concentrate probiotic all-surface cleaner we leave with your cleaning staff. This extends the infection prevention between professional applications. If you want peace of mind in your sanctuary, click the link, fill out the form, and we will get you scheduled right away. Thank you and God bless.
And that is the script for my video. So I hope you enjoyed. Thank you. See you tomorrow or next week. All right. What's up, podcast? It is June 19th, 1.28 p.m. And I just went to follow up with Lori Odom. She owns 10 Waffle House in this area. Waffle House. <laughs> I got a referral from Don Mays. Uh, Don Mays is in my networking group with B and I. She's the skincare specialist with Mary Kay. And she is friends with Lori Odom, so she hooked me up with her. Now, like two years ago, I stopped in and I talked to Lori Odom. It's just cold, and I wasn't prepared at all. And it went very badly. She just overted to, I can't do anything that corporate doesn't let me do. And basically, get out of my face. How dare you come in here and talk to me? Well, today, she was nice because her friend told me that I was legit. But I basically got the same answer. Her explanation to me was that she never plugs up. And her SSO, Sanitary Sewer Overflow Ratings, have been superb since they started because they pump monthly instead of quarterly. The, the city requires you to pump every three months at least to stay within guidelines. But she's pumping three times what she should. So when I understood that, at first she made it sound like the corporate was making her do that. And then I got her, I guess, to slip up and say that, oh, no, that's just what she does to do things right. So, so I told her, if you replace those other two pumpings with my product, I can slash that price in half. And with the 10 locations, ultimately save thousands and thousands of dollars a year. Well, they have a contract with the Grease Trap Pumping Company throughout the, through the end of the year to pump every location once a month no matter what. So that's already set in stone. So there's nothing that can happen this year. But I told her I want in there by the end of the year to get my product to prove that it it works. So come the end of the year, then it's a no brainer to replace those other two pumpings with my product. So she agreed that she would push my information to her husband who actually does the numbers. And uh, I, I got uh I did well. I mean, I didn't close her, but I got, I, I was myself. I, I found my voice talking to her to where I made my point across and really logically she can't, she can't deny the opportunity to, to use it. And so I felt decent about that. So I went by Jason's deli and talked to Gene and Gene told me that Gene is the franchise owner of Jason's deli, two locations. And before COVID hit, I had made connection with Sean. Sean was his plumber. Sean brought my product in there. And uh, and then Gene said, told Sean he didn't need it. I guess I didn't get the whole story on that either. Uh, but Sean told me he charged him 800 per quarter for the system. And, uh, and then going to pay me three 
fifty so he could make money and incentive. So I told uh he asked me a price and I told him five hundred a quarter. But I know Sean was gonna charge him above that so he could make his money and he said Sean didn't tell me anything. No price. So I didn't even think to ask, so why did I why did I take it off? Like but that's beside the point. Now I'm just thinking to myself, but hey, at least I'm doing my podcast, right? But anyway, so now I've got this floor cleaner with the same technology as the drain treatment system to clean the floor and pour the mop water down the drains to eliminate that odor. Gene is extremely interested. He is going to, but he's got to check with corporate. He legit needs okay from corporate to pump anything less than once a month. But he sees the, he sees the, the value add, so... He's interested, and he wants the floor cleaner, and he wants me to send him an email, and we'll schedule something, and we'll meet, and we'll try out the floor cleaner, and uh, and then he'll get it, and then I'll go and sell it to to corporate, and I'll get rich. <laughs> It'll be easy. Uh, yeah, so that, that's what's happening today, and I guess I'm jumping all over because the day started by me going to hmm, the Friday morning chamber of commerce business connection. And there was only 20 people there because everybody's still, still, most everybody's still scared of COVID. But I did my presentation on the professional sanitizing service I'm offering. So I, uh, I did that and there was some interest. There was some pretty good interest and it was nice to see some people again that I haven't seen in a long time and the guy from Sunday's kind of country on the country music station here in the mornings on Sunday mornings they have Christian country music and it's awesome and the guy the DJ for that is like has the most distinct voice I've ever heard in my life and I met well I didn't actually meet him because he was I didn't get a chance to meet I wanted to, but he left by the time I, whatever. But he's going to start coming to those every week now because he moved back from Nashville to here. And he still does country kind of, Sunday's kind of country. And my sanitation business, which I probably should have clarified, I am offering a professional sanitation service to any company or home, but my target market is churches because I did my home church first. My pastor insisted that I extend that onto churches. So my marketing is all toward churches. So I've got this wild idea that maybe once I can afford it, I can pay that guy to give a pre-roll description of my services for Sunday's kind of country. Uh, Because that would give massive credibility. So I'm excited to approach him hopefully next week and and maybe that can happen. So. Okay, I guess that is a total update. Oh, I probably forgot a bunch of stuff, but probably the longest podcast I've done. So thank God for that. All right, y'all take care. God bless. Bye. Good morning, Smells Like New Podcast. I really have no idea how many, what number of podcasts this is. I've really dropped the ball when it comes to podcasting even though it's an objective truth that publishing is directly correlated to your level of success in business. According to the 
the strategy that I'm enacting. But it's... They say if you do it enough times, then you find your voice and it just flows and then everything works out. So uh, I just got to get the numbers in. So it's probably been a year since I've done it. Who knows? I, I felt really good and wanted to do one when I was driving down the street and the app messed up. So I just kind of pushed it off. But I was sitting here today thinking about success as a whole. And I just believe to the core of my being that publishing really is the key that unlocks it. <clears throat> and uh, it's a pretty pivotal time in human existence, I would say. Especially with the election. Uh, as of today, right now, I don't even know the date or anything, but I can tell you that uh, we had an election three days ago and it got put on hold and to count votes and it looks like there's a lot of foul play going on and no one knows what's going to happen I think the Bible is true. I know the Bible is true. However, the dots don't connect looking forward. They only connect looking back. I think Steve Jobs said that, but that's pretty amazing stuff. That's just true, man. But, uh... <clears throat> so it was Donald Trump and Joe Biden in the election. And it's looking like Joe Biden's going to win according to the way the counts are being tallied. However, Joe Bi or, uh, Donald Trump has uh, stated that he's not, uh, he's not accepting those counts. And for good reason, because they completely stopped counting at a certain point in a few states, and then they started back up, and they won't let anybody watch them count. And you know, I mean, there's a, there's a legal system for a reason, so it's it's going to run through the courts. And uh, you you just never know what's going to happen. But I do think Donald Trump will come out as the winner, and here's why: because, and I don't even I don't can't look this up to to verify but in Zechariah are the chapters I know the books in the book of Zechariah there's four horsemen as well as the book of Revelation and in the book of Zechariah there's a white horse a black horse a spot and grizzled horse and a red horse. And in Revelation, there's a white horse, black horse, pale horse, and, and red horse. And if you study that out, the spot and grizzled horse is 
the same as the pale horse. And when you study out those words at their root, pale actually means green. And the Bible talks about a war emulating out of the great river Euphrates. It's, it's the sixth trumpet war. It'll kill one third of mankind. <clears throat> and the four horses represent the four belief systems on earth at the time of the end. And they will be the ones fighting in this war. Well, not to get into like how it works out, study it out for yourself, but it's, I mean, you'll find that it's true. The white horse represents Catholicism. It's a huge organization. You know, the, the Rome, the Roman Catholic, you know, the Pope, stuff like that. The red horse represents communism. And that's not very hard to see either. It's just, it's all over. All their logos and banners, everything's red. And, and you can see, like, where it talks about it in the Bible and what it says, in the, you know, in the news articles and just the ideology of that belief system as well. As well. And, uh, and then as far as the spot and grizzled and the pale, which is actually green, that's Islam. And that is a substantial... Uh, a substantial number of people on earth today aspire to that ideology or belief system. But the black horse is capitalism. And that's why I think Donald Trump will win. Because they're also referred to as kings. And there's So every one of these belief systems have kings. And uh, like, well, the, the Pope is the easiest one for the Catholic Church to, to place. But if you look at Putin, you know, he's the king of, uh, of communism. I mean, some would say the, cap, the president of China and when you can get into all that and whatever. But as far as having a king of capitalism... There's just nobody that fits the bill better than Donald Trump. And we haven't had the six Trump at war yet. And uh, Joe Biden, certainly, <laughs> he's, he's definitely, he's, he's no king. So that's why, you know, as, as, as bad as it looks for Donald Trump, I just believe that the Bible is true and that's the way I interpret it. I mean, who knows? I could be wrong. It's not very likely though. Uh, but ultimately that is just bringing together the pieces for, uh, for a war that like we don't want, like that's 2.4 billion people will die in this war and there's no getting away from it. Like the Bible says it's going to happen. It's going to happen. So as far as like personal comfort throughout the world, we'd probably be better off without Donald Trump winning. But, uh, but he eventually will. I mean, there'll be civil unrest in the U.S. and everything before it even goes down because of all the rioters and looters, I'm sure. But it's just a crazy time. And this podcast is not about all that. But it was on my mind. 
So I talk about it. But I'm about to launch my product here probably today or tomorrow. I got, I'm the air systems manager for Eris now too. And Eris is the company working in cooperation with NASA to manufacture their cutting edge active peer technology. And active peer was discovered back in the 70s to keep the bubble boy alive. If you don't know about the bubble boy, watch the movie. John Travolta played in it. I've never watched it. I need to. But uh, either way, it brings fresh air inside without opening the window, more or less. It produces very safe but powerful oxidizers. H2O2 particulate goes out and sanitizes every cubic inch of indoor space if you have enough active peer running. So in 1995, they put it in the International Space Station so they could grow potatoes and the astronauts wouldn't get sick because there's no fresh air in there, and it worked perfectly. And then in 2001, after the 9-11 attacks, they put it in the Pentagon, and we got a a military service medal for that. And uh, and then it's been uh, available for the public since 08. Pretty high price ticket. So, it, you know, there's not that many customers between then and now, but everybody that has it just completely raves, you know, no more sickness. I mean, and if they do get sick, they get over it so much faster. They don't, they don't get other people in their home sick because it just, it kills RNA viruses, DNA viruses, mold pathogens, all the testing I actually had done at uh, Harvard university. But now in the age of COVID, the deadly disease uh they're selling a lot faster and uh the price hasn't went up which is surprising but uh yeah so and then so we actually got the fda to test it in their labs against covid so that's pretty exciting because we came out you know victorious on that so so my name is Stephen Williams, and I'm the owner of Smells Like New, and now I'm the air systems manager, and I am very blessed that Eris has some really good professional documentation on their products, which Eris is the company that also makes the Electrolux vacuums, so they're, they're trusted, you know, for 100 years, they've been making the best vacuum on the planet, like bar none. I never even heard of them until recently, but there's when you actually look at the paperwork and the testing, there's nothing that even comes close. But uh, but yeah, so I'm my my mission is to put together a marketing campaign and and, and uh, push uh, push this product, and I'm about to launch. And so I just want to thank everybody that's uh, ever influenced me to do what's deep down in my heart to do, you know, and, uh, people like Russell Brunson and Steve Larson. And I mean, there's just a, I mean, I've never even met these people, but I, I'm not doing it any other way. Like there's a lot of ways to get to success apparently, but the whole, the funnel strategy, I just believe in it. I just believe in direct response marketing and I don't execute it very well, but I think I'm getting really close. And uh, so this is the first podcast I've done in a long time, probably the longest one I've ever done. And it's 
it's rather difficult because there's like there's no energy like pulling information from me so it's like i'm at a loss of words and whatever but hey they say you get around 40 or 60 episodes and it just flows so hey you're not going to get to 40 or 60 unless you get by <laughs> the fourth and the fifth and the sixth one so which i think this is three or four so either way sorry for the the hard listening anybody that that muscles through this but uh but I got to do it, and uh, God bless y'all. If the world doesn't explode, which who knows, maybe I'm interpreting the Bible wrong, and we're all just going to explode here before all this stuff comes to pass. But, but I don't think so. But anyway, God bless y'all. Stay healthy, my friends. When we get through, it smells like new. What's up, Smells Like New podcast? <clears throat> Today is... The Monday before Thanksgiving 2020, 2020, that's right, the wonderful year. Okay, so I am podcasting, and podcasting has been extremely difficult for me in the past. I guess it's because the, there's no energy or something. I may have said that on previous podcasts, but no one's listened to this, so that's okay. And uh, I really, really believe because of the one funnel of away challenge, Russell Brunson said, if you will commit to publishing consistently in a year's time, you, your life will be unrecognizable because you will find your voice and you will amass uh, a group of evangelistic followers that will push your message and everything else. And uh, man, I just believe it to be true. It's just so ridiculously difficult. It has been in the past, but I feel... Uh, I have a, uh, I have a very deep relationship with God, and I believe that God is telling me that as well. So, and there's a few, th- there's a thing that came up. So this is the Smells Like New podcast. So I, I want to apologize in advance because this really doesn't have anything to do with Smells Like New. This particular podcast, it's just kind of documenting my journey and what I have on my, uh, on my mind. I think it'll work as a as a good uh, journaling as well because I don't. I don't care to write, so if I can find my voice within this, then I can I can have a, a track record or a, a database of, of my life. So, but either way, so I am uh, very involved in my church, and uh, I'm 36 years old, and I'm single. So people have the tendency to look at me with pity because I'm uh, lonely and alone and all that. And um, the feeling from people looking at you with pity is not a good feeling. Uh, it's not unbearable, but it's a little, it's a little sickening. So I've uh, went through this a few times. It just kind of came out of nowhere, but I had it, I guess, buried down deep. And I guess I kind of feel like I should record it into a podcast. So, so this is how it goes. I, uh, I believe in God and I believe in the Bible and the Bible says, obey them that have the rule over you. Cause, and there's, uh, some apostles and prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. So every human being, if they adhere to the word of God and believe it, and every word of it, they believe that there's a man of God in their life that, uh, that God speaks through. There's three ways that God speaks to somebody. And that's through your prayer life, through the reading of the word of God, and then through the man of God. So... Five years ago, maybe more now, probably about five years ago, I sat down with my pastor and I was 31 at the time 
and I was single. And there was a girl in the church that was similar, you know, obviously single and, and older too. So, and I hadn't ever talked to her, but I figured, you know, I felt like God was telling me to pursue her. So I sat down with my pastor and I asked him about it, you know, and I told him I was going to do it. Well, I guess I asked. And, uh, and what happened was he was really taken back. He's pastored for years. I, I don't know how many, but he was, he even got emotional. He said, you're the first person to ever ask me ahead of time about dating. Everyone in his experience has always went and started dating first and then come to him with the plan and tried to fit that in. And uh, yeah, he literally even got emotional. He said, well, if I have to answer, if you're going to allow me to pastor you, then I have to answer you honestly. And the answer is no. He said, God did not create the fish and then panic for a place for it to live so it could survive. He created the sea and then he created the fish. God does everything decently and in order. He said, you need a steady income, a reliable vehicle, and a place to live that, you know, you can call home. And when you get that, God will provide. And I didn't like to hear that. I mean, like at all, because I just figured like the, the other metrics kind of overrode all that. But what do you do? I mean, you can't argue with that. That's pure gold. And a lot of people do. A lot of people really take issue with that. So that's the case. So that was however long ago. I was 31 and I'm 36 now. So it's five years ago. And uh, literally it would have took three to six months. And I could have had all that. I, 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 I'm a heavy equipment operator by trade. The, we have refineries down here. I could have went, got my license, all that renewed to run whatever piece of equipment. And there's... There's more heavy equipment around here in these refineries than there is probably in any other part of the world. I could have done that and went and had a perfectly acceptable, sustainable life. And I would have went down that path. And uh, there's part of me that, well, there's really not. But, you know, there's, there's always the what if. But I just can't do that. I can't. Go be basic. And I have nothing against anybody who is living a basic life. I mean, they don't have a choice. They've got kids. They've got this. They've got that. I mean, I'm not speaking against that in any way, shape, or form. But for me, I just have to shoot for the stars. And I am extremely uh, ADD and dyslexic and whatever label you want to put on me. I don't. I mean, hey, I, I wear it as a badge of honor, you know? I mean, it is what it is, but it, it's hard for me to, to focus. And if I would just focus on the right thing for long enough, things will really take off. And I'm just, I'm getting closer and closer. And uh, so that's my, uh, that's my explanation for people when they feel sorry for me. And even my pastor at this point, you know, because it's not like we talk that much. He feels sorry for me and he's trying to fit a square peg into a round hole. And if he can override what God spoke that day, you know, by all means. But really, in all reality, like, I don't want things out of order. I don't. And I know what I'm doing. Uh, or I know what I need to have happen. And... I feel like I've got a linear plan as, and as to what to do to make that happen. And I just got to keep going and God will provide the rest. Okay. So I did my, my podcast, uh, today and I think it actually went pretty well. So God bless y'all. And, uh,
I will be, I will become more consistent and committed to this. I, 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 I'm going to commit to this because I want an unrecognizable life in less than a year. (laughs) All right, y'all. God bless. Bye. Good morning, everybody. Just want to check in here real quick and uh, give a little update as I document my journey. I'm going to be talking about the dude I ran into today at the gas station. Rick Shirley is his name. And uh, one of the most fascinating guys I ever met in my life, actually. Uh, And he's completely homeless. He had a company uh, in Miami uh, swapping out stores in malls. So like if, uh, you know, those stores you see in malls, like if they were to swip, switch one with the other, he would go in and strip it all down and then put all the new stuff back up to rebrand it. And that was his company. Well, COVID knocked him out and, and then he lost his home and his storage. I mean, every, like all of his storage got sold and everything. And, uh, he had the most amazing attitude it was so inspirational. It almost sounds unbelievable. You can check him out. Uh, 100,000 miles for the homeless. So he wants to break a world record and walk from Miami. That's where he came from. I'm in Vider, Texas here this morning. And uh, he's walking all the way to like LA, then up to Seattle, and then to New York, and then back to Miami. Uh, he mapped it. It's 100,000 miles total that he'll walk. And his phone is tracking him uh, about five years, he figures. But he's, on, he's, he's got a good pace so far. But either way, uh, go follow that guy. And uh, I'll, I got to say, you know, life is difficult for everybody. We all go through things, and I'm going through a lot. And to see a guy like that with that good of an attitude. I mean, he's homeless. I mean, he doesn't look too bad, but, I mean, he looks homeless. And as he reaches out to people to raise awareness for what he's doing, you know, he gets the look like they just put their head down and they want to avoid him. And I mean, that's the initial thing I did too, you know, because it's like, oh, I just don't have time to be bothered by this. I'm trying to focus and, you know, homeless people, they just want free stuff. And, you know, it's not the case though, always, you know. There's so many different types of homelessness, and he actually has a good understanding of it. So it's really inspirational to see him approach people and get the, the sour attitude from those people and have it not affect his attitude. It's, it's inspirational, man. And today I'm getting on the phone you know, to do sales calls, and uh, I think it was a gift from God to show me. It's like, you know, you're going you're gonna to run into some bad attitudes, but technically that has no bearing on your attitude. It's, it's a choice. And, uh, I mean, it's cold out too. I mean, this dude, he's awesome. So he thinks he may stay here in Beaumont for 20 days in, uh, in a real cheap hotel uh, to rest. And uh, so hopefully we can connect some more. I'll bring him to church and stuff. we got a recovery group going and uh, bring him in there. That'll be an inspiration for them and stuff. So, uh But I just figured I'd jump on here and report about it. Y'all have a good day. I'm going to check off here. Good morning. Man, do I feel good today. I feel good, and I think it's got something to do with my habits yesterday. And I did not eat any junk food. 
and I got plenty of sleep and I worked out. I worked out Monday morning and Tuesday morning and I did not feel the best Monday and Tuesday, but I finally stopped eating junk food. And now this morning on Wednesday, I worked out and it was super hardcore. Did a bunch of pull-ups with a band because I can't really do the regular ones. It's like some mental block. And it's like, it eats away at my soul. The fact that I can't do it because I'm a pretty strong person, but I'm, I'm working on that. I'm working on getting past the, the pull-up barrier. So, uh, but yeah, so I did a bunch of those with the bands and uh, I'm pretty sure I'll be sore. In my biceps, by the way, who knew pull-ups gave you sore biceps? But that's pretty awesome because I can't get sore biceps anymore. Well, I guess I can because of the pull-ups, but... Yeah, so I'm actually feeling really good. I think uh, my body is purged of all the toxicities. Been doing a lot of Wim Hof breathing, meditating, prayer in the morning. And uh, yeah, for all accounts, given my circumstance, I shouldn't feel good. I'm completely out of money. I just got a text from Verizon that if I don't call them within 24 hours, they're going to shut my phone off. So I believe I have just enough money on my credit card to max it out to where I can get that paid. The problem is when I call, they have the, I got my LLC out of Arizona. So there's something to do with my number that I don't have memorized and I can't ever get through. Every time I I can't talk to a person, it just goes to automate it until they finally shut it off and then it's an extra $20 thing. So I could go on and on about the bad things in life, but I feel good and I am expecting a miracle today. So there's some good news. Uh, got the funnel, the the sales process for my product, Active Pure, that kills odor, mold, and germs 24 hours a day safely. I've got that funnel and the five-minute webinar all put together. It's probably not perfect, but it's time to really start pushing it out there organically. I didn't really realize the organic capabilities. I kind of thought you had to put money behind ads. And uh, I guess just because I hate to ask people for things, but I guess that's something I just have to get over. But my business partner, Pat, was on a Facebook group for real estate agents or something. And they had mold in their, their filter. And he started commenting and put the funnel in the, the comment thread the link to the funnel and it looks like somebody booked a call they're out in north carolina i believe and i'm going to talk to them today at 9 30 and i don't know how it's going to go but i got the stuff that can solve that problem so i think it'll go well so i'm expecting miracles to happen and i would say and i'm recording this because i'm supposed to be recording a podcast every day uh of course I don't, but I will now from now on in Jesus name. But, uh, from all accounts, it looks like my bad, my life is terrible, but I think it's a decision if you want to feel good or bad. And then if you decide to feel good, then good things happen. And, uh, but it's kind of hard to fight against poison, right? So like carbs and sugars and things like that, that's just straight up poison. Like I won't get in to all the poison I put in my body throughout my life, but I've basically done it all. And I'll tell you what, the food we eat is, 
it's as bad as anything else. And uh, it's always there. And when things go bad, that's what we do. We want to reward ourselves and pacify how bad we feel with bad things. And then it gets worse and worse and worse. So I don't know, like, finally you just have enough. And then you stop doing the bad stuff and then you start coming up. I guess. I don't know. I feel pretty good now, and I'm going to keep going. Keep eating healthy. Keep exercising. Keep saying my prayers. Getting up early is so important. So, no snooze. Miserable people hit the snooze button. If you hit the snooze button, stop. Stop doing that. Get up. Don't set your alarm 30 minutes before you actually have to get up. It sets you up for giving in. The first thing you do when you start your day is give in to your flesh and your temptation to lay there like a disgusting fat body. Then you're just going to have a miserable life. And that's the way I've been living for like the last six. Like I just couldn't, I just couldn't get back in my, in my groove. So what? I got three days in now. So I'm, (laughs) I'm on my soapbox telling people how to be, but it's the way to be. Get up out of bed in the morning, no matter what too. You know, even if you got to stay up late, man, I'm now I'm, now I'm going to have to listen to myself. But, uh, yeah, so I jumped on here to kind of give an update, document my journey, right? Uh, that's all I have to say about that. All right. Y'all have a good day. Love y'all. God bless. Bye. Good morning, everybody. I'm uh, having a little trouble with the app today. I mean, I guess not trouble, just don't really understand how, if they're all published or not. But uh, but here we go. It looks like I got like 10 episodes. So that's encouraging because uh, they say any, somewhere between 40 and 60, you find your voice and then you're on your way to making it. So a little update. Uh, yesterday was feeling good, even though everything was looking bad. And... Uh, I'm feeling good today. It has a lot to do with the serotonin loop between the brain and the gut. 87%, don't quote me on that, because who really knows, right, of serotonin. That's the chemical that makes you feel good. It is created in your gut. So when you put good food in your stomach, you are going to feel better. So I've been good. Four days now. Four days of working out, getting up early getting up early, working out, and eating healthy. And I do believe that my podcast yesterday kept me accountable to not go out and eat after church last night. Uh, A friend of mine was going to pay, and I still declined because I don't want to put that stuff in my gut and stay up late and not get up on time. So I feel good about that. Now, I want to give an update about the call I had yesterday. I can't remember if I mentioned that in yesterday's podcast or not. Of course I did. I'm sure I did. It was pretty exciting. I actually got a call scheduled through the five-minute webinar funnel to a scheduling page. Somebody scheduled a call off of some organic uh, reach, which is really exciting because it really didn't cost anything, and I got someone on the phone. However, I failed on the phone. And here's what I did. Okay, so I determined and decided within myself that the next step on the linear path to my success 
was to write out and memorize a straight line sales script that consists of an opening, qualifying questions, main body of your presentation, loop one, loop two, and loop three. Now, when I determined that this is what I needed to do, uh, it was a while back, and I wrote out the intro, the qualifying questions, the main body, and the first loop about 95% uh, of, the, of the straight line sales script. And I started memorizing the beginning, and then I persuaded some people that mean a lot to me that I was doing the right thing. And they agreed, like, wow, it looks like you really know what you're doing. And what I want to talk about is the danger of when we understand something to be true, it's like we have an epiphany or an enlightenment or a revelation that something is true, and we just know it to the core of our being to be true. I think the brain tricks ourselves into thinking that we know it and that we've already done it. It's like trying to get a drug addict to stop doing drugs and you, you lay out a logical case on why you shouldn't do drugs. And it's like, and that frustrates me because I used to do drugs. So when people talk to drug addicts and try to logically convince them that it's not right, I just, it makes me sick to my stomach. But I think that's just part of the human condition. We, we feel like if we can understand it well enough, then we've done it. And that's, there, there's a disconnect there that, that has no bearing on what you actually do. You actually have to do it. So <clears throat> I don't know. I had myself convinced that that's, I had that straight line sales script. I mean, I, I knew I didn't have it done by any means. So I failed. I literally, from the time I persuaded, it was my pastor. I was talking to my pastor, and I, and I uh, told him about my plan to do this. And, uh, and he was, you know, he really felt like, whoa, I was really onto something. Okay, do what you got to do, man, because, you know, I'm so determined. And uh, I guess there was such an accomplishment by, you know, making that connection and having him understand where I'm at and what, what my plans are that I just processed that as it was done. But it wasn't done. It was the beginning. I think, yeah, there you go. Maybe that can be the title of the podcast today. It's not the end. It's the beginning. <laughs> No, that's stupid. But that's, I hope I'm making sense. I, I'm probably not, but hey, it's only its only episode number 10 or 12, so by 40 I will make sense. But that's, that's the lesson I want to get across. Once you realize something is right, don't trick yourself into believing that you're actually doing it right. You have to change. And doing it the wrong way has been hardwired into your psyche. Like your brain literally is, is, your brain is physically structured to do it the wrong way. So you got to go in and unwind that and start doing it the right way. And that applies to everything. Change is difficult. But it's, it's not impossible because people do it. You know, and I guess it's just, 
starting with actionable steps, routines. So that's what I got to do. I got to, I got to, uh, got to memorize the script, finish writing it and memorize it, which I've got plenty written that I don't have memorized. So it's like, I got plenty to do. So that's what I'm going to keep doing. And next time I get someone on the phone, I'm going to close them because I owe it to them. I don't know if I've, yeah, explained in this podcast what it is I sell, but I sell something. It is literally a life saving technology completely transforms the way you feel. And I'm not going to get into all that because I got to get going. Uh, but I love y'all. Hopefully someday this uh, podcast can help somebody. Take care. Bye.